The Way Out Podcast, episode 138. You may love and get hurt. You may connect and then get broken. Love anyway. Connect anyway. People might not deserve to be forgiven, but forgive anyway, too. In the final analysis, it's between you and God. Mm. It was never between you and them anyway. Right? I urge you to recognize, to embrace, Mm. to celebrate the broken parts of you. Let them be seen. Yes. Show them to others. Allow them to be healed by the connection that arises from that brokenness. Hey? That's poetry, man. And do not let the fear scare you and lie to you and tell you you can't do it. Fear is a liar. Do not let it lie to you. Walk through it anyway. Damn right. Find a way to get through it. And I will guarantee you the life you will experience on the other side of it will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before it. Yep. And you won't want to go back. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on this week's installment of The Way Out. Sharing stories from people just like you who have recovered from alcoholism and other addictions. The Way Out does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with any 12-step organization. Our purpose is to share with you, one episode at a time, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. The Way Out podcast is sponsored by Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous, online group that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret Facebook group for discussion? Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about Transitions Daily. Don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends, in meetings, and with sponsees in recovery. Make sure to check out the official website of the Way Out Podcast at www.wayoutcast.com. There you will find links to our latest episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Radio FM. You can also follow the Way Out Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Help us get the message out that lifelong recovery from alcoholism and addiction is possible by giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. Have a question or comment about an upcoming or previous show? Call us right now. Area code 218-382-1960. Call us anytime, day or night, and leave us a message on whatever is on your mind. Maybe it's a previous episode topic or something that you're struggling with in your own recovery. Call us at 218-382-1960 and leave the Way Out podcast hosts a message and we could feature it on our next episode. That's 218-382-1960. Help us recover out loud.
Last but certainly not least, make sure to check out altrecoveryrigs.com for stunning rings made from your very own recovery coin. That's allrecoveryrings.com. The Way Out Podcast is on right now. Along with Jason, I'm Charlie, and this week we're examining a rarely explored and often overlooked aspect of a whole and complete recovery. Vulnerability and our ability to embrace this in our own lives is at the foundation of our ability to be willing to do the necessary work, take the necessary steps, in order to truly recover from our disease of addiction and or alcoholism. To the extent we can recognize, acknowledge, and indeed embrace the most broken parts of ourselves, and then show them to the world so that we may tap into it until then, untapped resources of community and spirituality is the extent that we will recover completely. When we walk through the fear, backed by our newly found community and spiritual power, we come to know a new freedom and a new happiness, as Bill W. wrote. So we invite you to take a walk with us right now as we examine and explore how embracing vulnerability could very well be the key that unlocks your recovery. Plus, we share feedback from the Sober and Serious community and take your calls. Listen up. Jason. Hey, Vera. What's up, brother? Not much, not much. Back in studio. Living the dream. For 138. Damn. Yeah. Love Talking it. vulnerability in recovery. It's my fave. It's a theme that came up in 137 last episode. Yeah. Pretty regularly because it's at the root of asking for help. Yeah. Is to be vulnerable and be willing to admit that we don't know it all. Right. You know, it just scratches the surface on uh, asking for help, that is. Only scratches the surface on what vulnerability is and what it looks like, but... Yeah, I definitely was feeling that when you asked about it. And, of course, as we do, because it's been a while now since we've been doing topic shows, I immediately go on the Anchor app and I flip through and I read the titles and I was like, we haven't we done haven't vulnerability, done dude. What? Fuck yeah. We've talked around it. Oh, yeah. We've talked about a lot of topics that require vulnerability. Yeah. Or that are outcomes of the willingness to be vulnerable absolutely but we haven't really addressed addressed vulnerability in and of itself let's get a definition out of the way yeah vulnerable is an action adjective that means to be susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm and synonyms to that would be risk endangered, unsafe, unprotected, ill-protected, or unguarded. So when we think of vulnerable, we really have a rather negative. Those are all fairly... Yeah, it sounds horrible. Right? Like, who would want that? <laughs> no. Who would want to be endangered or unsafe or unprotected or ill-protected or unguarded? Right. Who would want that? I think that the, the key to understanding why it's important is is only going to be found in giving it a try because 
until you experience the benefits of it firsthand, it's not going to sound convincing no matter how well somebody can articulate what it can do for you to you you're going to be like fuck that but when you try it right that's when you get to feel uh what it can do for you and it really what you're doing when you're being guarded when you are protected when you're not being vulnerable you're blocking yourself you're blocking yourself from getting the help you need from being able to heal from your traumas you're blocking yourself from deep connection you're blocking yourself from a ton of shit It will be the goal of this episode to convince you in Way Out Podcast land that being vulnerable is actually a strength, an asset, and should be a primary goal in recovery. Right. That is the goal of this episode. Amen. As I fundamentally believe that. Yeah. And we're going to go about it in a couple of different ways. Number one, I'm going to throw you a quote that I think we can all relate to why we don't want to be vulnerable and why it's instinct Mm -hmm. to shed vulnerability, to put up the walls, to put up the blocks and not let anybody hurt us again. I think most of us, if not all of us, have either experienced such extreme pain from an emotional standpoint due to loss or or trauma, or it's been a death by a thousand paper cuts. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You'll never be enough. You don't look good enough. You don't look like them, right? Or it's a combination of the two. And whatever that... Whatever that is for you, whatever hurt you, whoever hurt you, yeah, okay, convinced you that the only way to survive this life is to put up that wall. Cut yourself off. Cut yourself off. Yep. This quote says, when you love someone, truly love them, you lay your heart open to them. You give them a part of yourself that you give to no one else, and you let them inside a part of you that only they can hurt you. Literally, you hand them the razor with a map of where to cut deepest and most painfully on your heart and soul. Yeah. And when they do strike, it's crippling. Like having your heart carved out. Who who wrote that? Sarah Lynn Kenyon. That is like poetry to me. I mean, very vivid and expressive and descriptive, you know? Like, like it put images in my mind listening to that. And that experience mm. that so many of us have had. Yeah, man leaves us feeling like we have no other choice but to put up those walls right so we have a traumatic loss or we have that experience or a culmination of experiences that leave us with extreme and overwhelming pain and grief and we make a decision to protect ourselves from being vulnerable to this ever happening again we build up a wall a fortress and an penetral shield that denies entry from even the most persistent intruders. I I agree with that, man. Like a butterfly locked in amber, we become. (laughs) 
Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yep. Just stay in the cocoon, man. That's right. Nothing can hurt me in That's here. That's right. That's right. But the problem with that is this. It results, as you said right off the top, in denying ourselves of love and connection, which is the lifeblood of a whole life. Yeah, man. Of a fulfilling life, of a joyful life. We actively are inflicting suffering upon ourselves now. And we don't even realize that. We don't even realize That's, it. It's completely counterintuitive. Because we're depriving ourselves of this. We think that we're like saving ourselves trouble. That's we're, right. We're protecting ourselves. It's better this way. Yep. This is the way it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be self-sufficient. I'm supposed to be able to do this on my own. I shouldn't need anybody. I'm supposed to be independent and strong. You know, that's the kind of shit that we're taught in this culture, in America. Uh, it's it's twisted. It's And it's what backwards. are we doing when we do that? We isolate. And we've had an episode about isolation. Yeah, that shit gets we, ugly. When we put the walls up and we put the shield up, yep. we isolate. Because we're blocking, like you said, that connection to people, to others that we so desperately need. Yeah. Right? We do. And it's so hard because even when you you step into vulnerability and and you begin to heal from it, you know, I think it's in our nature. It's in our very nature to want to isolate to want to just I don't feel very peopley today like whatever and and as a result uh, I mean even now you know almost three years clean I've been in this program like three and a half years whatever I still you know find myself sure. having to literally force myself to get around people or call somebody or or whatever it is because I have those feelings still you know that right. I just want to do nothing and be a bum but then when i do that and i give into that urge and i do be a bum for a little bit it never feels good i always no. feel like this yuck you know like i hate fucking sitting around and watching the tv of, the all day ick of isolation yeah i'm sitting at home watching tv all day and it's like you can't even pay attention to the TV, and then I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, fucking around on the phone forever, and I kill the battery in, like, three hours, and I'm like, damn, you know, this shit's crazy. Because I'm using other things to try to substitute what I really need and what I really want, which it is connection be. with other people. Yeah, you know, maybe I realized I didn't even eat. Like, right. I've been here all goddamn day, I didn't do yep. shit, and yep. I just didn't even eat. You know, So, like, when we are denying ourselves... We put up that shield, right? Right. Uh, and we we build the walls and the fortress many times. That's when substances and the behaviors really can take root in that darkness of isolation as a substitute. Yeah. A terrible substitute, but a substitute for connection, for that feeling of being connected, for that feeling of being loved. Or just fill in the blank. Or whatever. It could be anything. Correct. It's a synthetic substitute for it. Yeah. Right? But it further isolates us. Mm. It further disconnects us and intensifies the pain 
it adds to the pain we know oh yeah right uh addiction and all the things we know about it right and the cycle of addiction well it's like which continues to pile upon shame and in in pain and regret and remorse and what we focus on grows right and we were talking about that in that episode where it's like you know if we're if we're getting into solutions um and we're like okay i'll try to find my gratitude and we do uh it feels weird at first but it, it gets easier and easier just like if we're sitting there thinking about the shit that's going wrong or you know self-loathing any of that stuff it's like gonna get worse what we focus on will grow so denying our pain as we do when we put up the wall and we put up that shield we deny our pain we deny that broken part of us right we avoid it and pretend it's not there we don't address it and that often left me feeling disconnected internally like there was a part of me that I wasn't willing to acknowledge that I wasn't willing to look at right. it was too painful it was too scary mm-hmm. it was too overwhelming the last time I let that all out it damn near killed me or it yeah. felt like it was gonna and we're not just avoiding people right we're avoiding ourselves. bingo you know we are avoiding that part of ourselves yeah. that we don't want to face because we're afraid And until we face it, we acknowledge it, and indeed embrace it. It's the very things that we fear that are the answers to it. We must. Mm -hmm. We must. That's all about the surrender to our addictions and those other things and bringing them out into the sunlight. Oh, no, I ain't talking to nobody about this. I fucking hate people. This and that and the other thing that we tell ourselves and we tell other people so that we can develop that that image for ourselves. Because now maybe since I'm putting that out there, people leave me the fuck alone. Absolutely. 100%. So toxic. So we... Deny ourselves, right? Which makes us feel disconnected internally, right? And that then makes me feel... I always felt like this sort of... Not only was I um, not being authentic to myself by denying that piece of me Mm. and that it existed, but I felt like I was doing that to other people too. Oh, dude. If you knew the real me, if you really knew who I was, if you saw this dark, icky, ugly part of me, you wouldn't like me. You wouldn't love me. You wouldn't want to be with me. Right? This is the exact same shit that I think is a, it's, it's still going to be a continuous struggle for any of us, man. I mean, especially those of us in recovery who we had these strong demons we had to battle, right? And we do, we find freedom and we, and we get, we get to be recovered. But we still feel that urge. We feel the urge to isolate and to withdraw from society and from our personal connections and, and you know, sit in our shit. And it's not healthy for us to do that, man. Like, 
I like doing this show. It's a good way for me to be vulnerable. It, if it was about me, I would not be doing this. I'd be like, get the microphone out of my face, get the camera out of my face, like when I did that video that I just did recently. Like, and and if you want to watch that video, oh, we can put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah, um, dude. But yeah, it's like if it was about me, I would be like, get that shit the fuck out of here. Uh, but here's the deal, man. Like, I know I understand how some people don't want to do the do those types of things. Like, but you better find someone. You need to find somebody to talk to about this stuff that's going on with you that you're feeling. No matter how much work you put in, you're always going to need to do it for yourself to stay well, to maintain your spiritual condition. We have to acknowledge and be aware of internal wounds and work to bring light to them and connect them to feel more authentic. Like we're no longer hiding a part of ourselves from ourselves and others. Yeah. We must accept and truly embrace what is broken inside of us. Yeah. Connect to others whom have gotten better and heal that part of ourselves and then help others to heal themselves. That only happens when we're able to entirely, when we're able to entirely own our own brokenness. Right. Like trying to protect a plant from all of the destruction nature can bring, pests, storms, cold, drought, by putting a solid, impenetrable shield all around it, <laughs> only to realize that that very shield intended to protect this plant life is the reason it will die. For it has been denied the life-giving rays of the sun, the replenishing rains, and the nutrients carried by the winds. We need to nourish ourselves through deep, meaningful connections to others. Else we perish far sooner than we otherwise would. Overdose, suicide, reduced longevity due to chronic illness. Yeah. And I would imagine, you know, they talk about, you know, like, you get atrophied. Uh, f- from just inactivity. That's right. You know, if you that's if right. you're like sitting on your computer playing World of Warcraft, and you, you know that's your alternative reality, um, and that's just an example. You know, maybe you just lay around and watch TV all the time, or whatever. You know, it's it's bad. We need we need it all. We need the world around us. We need to be a part of something bigger in ourselves. I think is the real. Is, is the main and that's thing. that purpose piece that we've talked about before. We've had an yeah. episode about purpose, but e- that could be it's big or small. Absolutely, it's just absolutely get the hell out of your house, dude, and get out of your own way. Yeah, and help somebody. Even else. if you walk around your block, right, and you you see some people gardening, you see some kids out playing, somebody's walking their dog, and you. You smile at a stranger, you know, and you get them to, you give them a reason to smile for a second. That's, that's getting outside of yourself. I'm traveling back from a business trip Thursday night, flying from New Orleans back to Minneapolis. Tired. New Orleans. New Orleans. Nice. New Orleans. I think it, that's it's been a long trip. I'm tired. We're sitting in the airport. Plane's going to be late. Gal that's working at the front counter is just honor game, man. Telling us every 
two minutes what the update is. Plane's going to be seven minutes late, coming late out of Vegas. Everybody comes late out of Vegas, let's be honest. And she's being just tremendous in the face of adversity, knowing that there's untold amount of connections on this giant plane uh, that is the sole plane that afternoon flying from New Orleans, internet, you know, an international connection to Minneapolis, right? Who knows how many connections are waiting on this plane to be get to Minneapolis on time. Right. A lot of pressure for her. Yeah. Right? She goes back when the plane arrives, not her job, to clean, help clean the plane. Wow. So everybody else. To hurry it up. Right. Right. Not her job. Didn't have to do it. That's badass. Yep. So... I told my co my employee uh, that was traveling with me, I'm gonna I'm gonna let her know she's doing a tremendous job. I mean, she needs to hear that, right? Yeah. And so I had it in my mind I was gonna do it. Slips my mind as my ticket gets scanned to go onto the airplane. Yeah. She reminds me, weren't you gonna tell her? Nice. And I so I I, I get back out of line. And I go and I tell her, hey, you know what? You're doing an amazing job. And I needed to tell you that I couldn't board the plane unless I told you that. Yeah. And she looks at me and she says, you got off of that plane to tell me that. You know, and she was she was just and another lady said, you made that woman's day. Yeah. Right. And that's the kind of small stuff. Dude, it's all about the small stuff. That makes a big difference if we can get out of our own way. Yeah. For enough time, you know, to let somebody know that small stuff is this is the shit that I used to take for granted, man. And um, God, I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this, but uh, uh, encouragement is is so important and meaningful. Um, just to let people know, because, dude, you, you know, I think so often we think that people know. We just assume that they know how we feel, right. or, or we assume That's that right. they because know because we feel it all the time. Yeah. We feel like they know it, so you, they don't. And right. so, like, even any kind of like reinforcement, especially positive reinforcement that you can give a person. But I mean, don't get me wrong. If we have, if there's boundaries that need to be set, or or uh, you know, people need to be put in check too. Like, but all I'm saying is, don't don't ever leave things unspoken. And assume that they're known because they're not, dude. And like people need to hear that kind of stuff. You know, they care. Somebody like that, when you're watching them and you know it's not her job to go do that, you know that she cares really on a deep level about uh, serving her customers well. And, and, you know, it's a thankless job mostly. So, uh, you know, whenever you think, oh, I'm sure she hears that all the time. No, man, don't ignore that if it's put on your heart. If you felt that you should, maybe, don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. Like, go and say good job to that person because you might be the only one that ever does. It was clear she hadn't, it, 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 it was clear that it had an impact on her. I don't Hell know about yeah. any of the rest of it, but it had an impact on her. And then subsequently, of course, it had an impact on me. Yeah. You know? You and feel so good. And, and thank you to, uh, I don't even know your coworker's name. Abby. Thank you, Abby, for the assist, right? That, oh, you know? it's huge. I was Dude, like, was yes, baller. thank you. She's Oh, she's great. She she's, saved your ass. Yeah, she's great. She's she's just, she's a wonderful, wonderful human being. I got to tell you this story. Uh, I went out on a limb. 
It was uh, the 13th, so what was that, like five days ago? Yeah. Monday or something. Um, I went out on a limb, dude, and I messaged Brene Brown. You, I've got some quotes from her that we're going to share. Yeah. So you're Yoda. Well, of course. It's yeah. my hashtag my Yoda, hashtag Brene Brown. Boom. I'm sure if she checks hashtags, if she's into the hashtag thing, she's had to have seen my name a lot because I've been doing that for You've what? You've been like hashtagging. Three years yeah. I've been doing that. Hashtagging every, it up. Literally every fucking meme I've ever seen. 100%. Uh, whenever I read any of her books, which I have them all, like I will put quotes like that stood out to me on my wall and i'll hashtag that shit so i know she sees it but anyway i i messaged her <laughs> i messaged her on monday and i was like i'm gonna go out on a limb here my name is jason rudy i'm the co i'm the co-host of a recovery podcast called the way out podcast your work helped change my life in many ways next sunday the 19th of may we're doing an episode all about vulnerability i would seriously shit if you would call our voicemail line anytime this week and leave us a message I'd probably die if you would do an interview with us, but God put it on my heart to ask if you would call the show. And then I sent her our little promotional image and right. and the number thing that we that wrote on That was misspelled, by the way. Oh, well. Um, she, yeah, I'm sure that's what stood out to her about this. No, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, too, it's like probably some fucking secretary or like yep. an assistant that PR actually, agent, whatever, that actually yeah, yeah. does the social media yeah. shit, maybe. Yeah. But maybe not. You never know. But yeah, I mean, maybe if that caught her interest, if she looks into who we are because of this message at some point, uh, and you check out the episode on vulnerability, shout out to Brene Brown. You're the shit. And we really appreciate everything you do. You've taught me a lot. I've gained, I've gained a tremendous amount of insight from what Brene Brown has brought to the subject of vulnerability. And she's done a wonderful job bringing credibility mm. to why being vulnerable is so important. It's that quantitative research piece, Correct. Man. You know, like, despite the fact, right, that the shit that she says is so legit, so powerful, she's such a good storyteller, like, all those things, that's not what makes her credible. That's not... What makes her credible is the fact that she spent, you know, 20 years interviewing... That's right. ...thousands of people... And documenting these interviews. And was and able that, to distill that into some universal yeah, truths. It's a quantitative right. thing. And, and, and she was able to distill these universal truths that we all suspected were true, that that many wisdom traditions told us were true. Right. But isn't it, it all sounds like such bullshit if you haven't experienced it. Absolutely. It sounds you know? like... It's like pop, the stuff on the walls. It sounds like pop psychology. The stuff on the walls in AA right. rooms, dude, right. or, or the shit that and comes cliche. out of people's mouths. I'd get so pissed in the beginning. I'd be like wanting to punch people or leave or just like flip the table over like this is stupid. Uh, but, you know, when you do the work and, you, and these things come to life. In, so be in, wary of the ego and it's a version. The ego is not your to amigo. To being vulnerable. It's not right. Amigo. Okay. It is not your amigo. <laughs> The ego likes to protect its image, and vulnerability is a crack in the ego's armor. It signifies weakness, and the ego will do everything it can to defend itself. Your greatest triumph will arise when you lean into your vulnerabilities, embrace them with openness and compassion. 
There is nothing to defend nor protect, for the egoic voice has merely taken command and insisted on protecting you from getting hurt. Well, I think you alluded to it earlier, right? That's a trick. It yes. is a trick, and you're really you're making the decision to hurt yourself. You're inflicting suffering. Yeah, self pain, self suffering upon yourself. Yeah. All right. But it's we don't see that. So we're gonna um, um, crack out your Yoda here. Snap. Bring it. This is from Rising Strong. She writes, I was reminded that shame is a liar and a story stealer. Mm-hmm. I have to trust myself and the people I care about more than the gremlins, even if that means risking being hurt. Yeah. And the gremlins she's talking about okay, are the ones that are preventing you from showing the magnificence of being really known and really seen. That's when we shine. Mm -hmm. That's when we heal. That's when we connect. That's when we are transformed. Dude, yeah. When we let the part of us that we thought nobody should see that I didn't even want to look at. <laughs> that part of me. The yeah. part of me I wished never was there. And I show it to the world. That's where your power lies. Boom. You know? She's just amazing, dude. That is where it is. Yeah. Okay? She goes on to say, vulnerability is about showing up and being seen. It's tough to do that when we're terrified about what people might see or think. She also says vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen. There's that be seen again. When we have no control over the outcome, vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of of courage. courage. I love it. It was Rumi who said... Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Those. Knock down those walls. Yeah. That you've been built that you built up over the years in an effort in your ego's effort to protect yourself from ever getting hurt again. Remember what we talked about off the top. The death by a thousand paper cuts, the Mm. loss, the grief, the trauma, the thing that hurts you so deep you never thought you were going to recover. That thing is what your your ego is trying to protect you from. But by doing that, it's denying you and depriving you of the very thing you need in order to have a joyful, whole, complete life. I would almost take it a step further and say your ego is really deceiving you into believing that you're protecting yourself when actually it is refusal. It is just downright refusal to let go. Um, and we talked about that too, uh, you know, in the justified anger or it was some resentment episode, I believe. And we talked about like righteous indignation, yes. justifiable anger and uh, those things that we can tell people, I could never forgive somebody for that. And yet we 
so we won't, you know, because we tell ourselves that. And it, those narratives are so powerful and it gets it keeps us locked in this perpetual cycle. And all we're doing is letting the shit fester and it grows in the dark, man. But when we expose it, when we let ourselves be seen and it's out in the light of day, it shrinks in the light. It will eventually die in the light and we can be free of it. It's just it's so damn scary. Right. And that's why it's called vulnerability because of this the fear piece like you're walking through fear and that's why it's a measure for courage because you're walking through fear fear will tell you you can't do it fear will tell you that it will break you yep. fear will tell you that it will destroy you you know what fear, Zach will, fear will tell you you will not be able to get through it that's what fear says and it's a liar yep zach williams <laughs> says that fear is a liar it is a liar yeah it is it's an outright Liar. I would have never, honestly, like I've said before on here, ever tried this stuff if I didn't see the change happening in people. Where I was just like, wow, you know? Like, I had to see it for myself happening in others to ever get vulnerable. You know what I mean? Because only with that, you know... I was given the permission to do it myself. What happens when people open their hearts? They get better. Yeah. That's by Haruki Murakami. Cool name. Yeah. Haruki (laughs) Murakami. Okay. We cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. Love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow, a connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within each one of them first. We can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Shame, blame, disrespect, betrayal, and the withholding of affection damage the roots from which we which love grows. Love can only survive these injuries. They are acknowledged, healed, yeah. and rare. Right. Renee Brown. So that's I think uh I've talked about before how like the greatest gift I've received from recovery is, is self-awareness, right? Because there's always something to work on and and it's changing all the time. So I, you know, that's the biggest, I think, uh, my, my favorite thing is just self-awareness. So I can say, okay, shit, I need to work on this now, you know, and that's important to, to recognize it. Because you can't work on it and acknowledge it and heal it if you don't recognize it, right? That's correct. But, I mean, how many times do we feel something and then we immediately tell ourselves something to talk ourselves out of it or shut that shit down? Um, so it's just, you know, being true to yourself, right, and acknowledging it in a real way where you don't shrug it off or explain it away anymore. When we were children, when we were young... Not necessarily just children, but when we were young. We used to think that when we were older, we would no longer be vulnerable. (laughs) That we would learn how to not get hurt again. Hmm. Right? 
I used yeah. to think that. Yeah. But to grow up is to accept vulnerability and then to embrace it. To be alive is to be vulnerable. That's just like my... that plant analogy, right? Yeah. Dude, that was They're a vulnerable. Yeah. We're vulnerable as living beings. Mm-hmm. And the trick is not to shield ourselves off from everything. Right. The trick is to connect to the things that give us life. That's how we, where we get the quality, right? Quality, that's right. Quality of life. And that's where we get the adaptability. That's where we get our resiliency. It's not a plant that's covered in an impermeable, sh- impermeable shell that survives, but <laughs> a plant that gets all of the things it needs in order to be adaptable and resilient despite the adverse conditions. Right. And that's what we need. And what gives us resiliency? Connectedness. What gives us connectedness spiritually to others? Community. Bingo. That gives us that adaptability and that resiliency despite the adversity. Right. And then, like, if you don't have... Um, any sense of spirituality or or any any kind of like belief system in place and you you feel like well what are these guys talking about well let me tell you something you get that stuff through the community piece the more people you know the more people you allow yourself to be seen with and and the more people you're willing to listen to their stories right um, and learn from them they can teach you about it you know about their higher power their uh, spiritual, you know connection like you know we we only we learn through through connection with others we we learn from each other so you don't have to know you know any of it yourself you can literally come to a fellowship event uh you know anywhere a community center and have nothing to bring to the table in your own opinion which you know you're wrong because we all have something to bring to the table but you might think you don't Still, you could show up to some stuff, meet some people, and you can learn some things, you know, that will change you if you let it. I don't know. Oh, shit. Typewriter. Oh, dang. I like it when it switches to a typewriter. Time now to hear what the sober and serious community says about this week's topic. (laughs) Every week, we share select responses to the weekly show topic, which is posted every Wednesday as the topic of the day. On Sober and Serious on Facebook. Your experience, strength, and hope continue to amaze and inspire. So keep up the great work, you guys. We got some really good comments. Yeah. And the question was... How was willing to be vulnerable helped you in recovery? Right? DA, again, initials to protect the innocent. It's all about fear. Before recovery, unease and anxiety seemed to pervade every day of my life. While working the steps, I became much more conscious of it. I'm also going through puberty, apparently. I thought I knew so much about myself, but in reality, there was so much going on in the background of my brain, and it was pretty much all a defense mechanism. It's like I was a wounded animal and couldn't tell if other people were trying to help me or hurt me. 
So I just kept them all away from my soft spots. Like it says in the book about inventory, I found out that some of these fears were based on imagined threats. Although there's plenty of reasons why I may have felt this way, and it might have been justified, AA showed me that I don't need to focus on all that nearly as much as I need to focus on myself. And today I'd much rather live a life where I consciously choose not to be scared of other people. The defense mechanism was way overboard, and I was cutting out so much of the stuff in my life that could be good. I opted for drugs and alcohol because it gave me the feeling of being loved and cared for without any of the hard work of life. Now I know that my higher power is on my side and that I have a lot more ability to be intimate with other human beings than I once thought. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I know. It was weird, too, because I I had to read his comments a couple times. Um, The first time I was like, I was like, the only thing I see in this post about being vulnerable is just the fact that you know it was really honest sharing right but yeah when you you read it again and it's like you know just talking talking about back to like those walls and and bingo it's all a threat and breaking down the walls you know i'm not gonna let anybody near and like to be intimate right he he mentioned being intimate like that is what vulnerability is that's true intimacy right and that that is a very pure expression of vulnerability to be intimate i'm super grateful that you got clean man and uh that you're you know active in the recovery community on thanks for sharing too brother i appreciate it yeah we appreciate that jm says vulnerability is the key it is our lack of vulnerability and fear that keeps us closed off to truly knowing ourselves and others once the walls are down and people start being authentic that is when you can really heal. Yeah. Yep. Well said. Totally. That's short, where the magic is. Short and That's sweet. where the power is. That's where the magic is. That's where it all happens. Yep. It all happens there, right? There's that uh, chart that says your comfort zone, and then <laughs> yeah. way up to the upper right-hand corner, way out of your comfort zone, is where the magic happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's that. Well, it's like I crack myself open and and see what happens right and i and i think i'm too broken i couldn't i don't deserve love i'm not worthy of love um i don't know if i can effectively love another person and i'm not talking about romantic but whatever um but you know by cracking yourself open you start to learn that you can and that you you can correct you can receive and you can actually give um and you can you can uh, seek to understand another human being yeah it's it's cool but we it's like we just got to be willing to try, you know, and we learn as we go. Christopher Lee Falk. Falk's to... Being vulnerable secures the connection with peers, helps me learn, and allows peer growth. Yeah. Sure does. Word. Right. When we're vulnerable and then we tap into those things that help us be resilient yeah. and adaptive... And those are the things that allow us to be able to grow mm-hmm. and withstand adversity. Keith Campbell, I can let things go way I can let things go way faster if I get them off my chest to another. 
And sometimes the person I tell has made it through a similar experience and can share how they made it through. Mm-hmm. What a great way to express an, a vulnerable exchange. Right. That's what he, that's what he did right there. He he illuminated a vulnerable exchange that we can have between two human beings. Hey, yeah. I'm having a hard time with this. Yeah. Oh, you! I had a hard time with that too. And when you tell them, right, you have no idea. They're gonna. If, they might look at you and be like, "Freak!" You have no idea if they can relate. But the funny thing, or is, if they're gonna judge you, ninety percent of any person in recovery, not in recovery, whatever, um, can relate to most experiences in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, a lot of times I think it's just us fooling ourselves that you know that we're that unique that. Nobody could understand when really everybody could, anybody could, if we were just willing to like say something. KS says, it allows me to help others, which is key to my recovery. See. Hmm. See. Being vulnerable opens the door, unlocks a lot of things, doesn't it? Yeah. It allows us to be seen. You give them permission to open up, you know. I can be of service and I can be humble. Yep. It is a vulnerable act to be of service, isn't it? Absolutely, man. It's a humbling act, but it's also a vulnerable act. Yep. Because you're giving of yourself. And again, there's that voice inside that says, what if they tell you to go fuck off? Yeah. What if they tell you what you do didn't help? Or what if they tell me something so personal that it, it evokes an emotion out of me and now I'm... I can't deal. And now I'm, you know, letting someone see me in pain. Right. And I... it tri- Yeah, it triggers something in me. It, and that's another thing, you know, empathy, right? That people are scared to shit to be empathetic because they just don't want to feel those uncomfortable feelings. They're not willing to, like, sit in the hole with you and be quiet because they don't want to feel that uncomfortable feeling. That's it. It's... It's all about self. It's, I just don't want to feel that. Well, but when you do it, if you just do it anyway, you know, then you're like, man. I'm going to start calling him Nike. It helps me so much. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I was going to quote Starsky and Bacardi and Cola. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) But that's, this is a recovery podcast saying Bacardi and Cola is not good. Well, next week is going to be about action. So action. let's invoke the action here and say, just just do it. Just do it. Be like Nike. And and you know what? It'll make sense, <laughs> right? On the flip side. Hell yeah. Once you do the action, right? Yep. W- how it helps you yeah. will only reveal itself after you do it. True. I think I said that right at the beginning. Didn't yep. I? I was like, you don't, none of this shit is going to make any sense no matter how well somebody articulates it until you experience it. For yourself. yourself yep and, and you're then only gonna those... do that experience that by doing it and every cliche comes to life in front of you and you're like oh my god i love that one and you're looking at the world with completely one. different totally. set of eyes new new glasses mm-hmm. a completely yeah. different set we got a phone call that we can get to our we do amazing co-host alex called in Oh, yay. And we love uh, you, left Alex. us a message on... Congrats on your marathon, brother. Your mini, Dude, mini marathon. That's dope. You looked, Killing it. He looked so full of joy in yeah, those Facebook photos. Yeah, he did. I was just like, wow. Killing it. He totally was on some runner's high shit in the pictures. 
It's beautiful to see. It was super cool. Way to go, dude. It's time once again to take some calls from the Way Out podcast listening audience. If you want to call the show, you can call 218-382-1960 and leave us a message on the current week's topic. Your calls make a real difference. So we here at the Way Out podcast extend a heartfelt thank you thank for you. your contribution. Thank you. So let's bring on the call. Bring them on. Hello. 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 They call me Ralph, man. <laughs> that is an absolute favorite. It's not even close. It's so good. Okay, How fast Alex. was I going, officer? You're parked. <laughs> What you got, Bubba? Hey, Way Out Podcast. It's your call with Alex calling in. Uh, hey, yo. Just wanted to call and get my thoughts on vulnerability. Uh, you know, honestly, vulnerability and recovery can be a truly double-edged sword. You know, as far as, you know, it, it can help us and it, it can also hurt us. You know, it, it helps us in the way of, you know, not only being honest with, other people and down to earth, but also being honest with ourselves. Uh, you know, I know that for me, being vulnerable, it came easy at first, and then what happened was I, I found I was being wrong, vulnerable with the wrong people. And unfortunately, uh, not everyone in this program is looking out for the interest of everyone else. There are people who are out there to further their own agenda place themselves above everyone else and that's uh you know that's a program that i believe to be one that is not so spiritual and those are the people we're praying for right uh but one of one of the things that i will say about vulnerability and learning to use it appropriately in, in my recovery is that uh you know just through being vulnerable with other people i've been able to kind of come to some conclusions that I would have never reached on my own. And those are honestly some pretty wonderful moments to experience. But with that, I think I'm going to, I'm going to let it be. And I really hope you guys have a great show. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Thanks brother so much. Yeah, dude, that's so true. You know, it's interesting when he says that, you know, you can get hurt, man. And, and if you're vulnerable to uh, uh, what I would say, um, uh, the wrong people, um, it can it can hurt you. Mm-hmm. That should never stop you from no. being vulnerable again. I see that it happen thing, all the time, yes. too. People are like, dude, you know what? F, F that Alano or F that meeting or the program because this person that person did this you know um building our network around us comes through trial and error and continuing to show up and it only comes that way you're gonna figure out who isn't your people and you're gonna figure out who is your people 
and you find your tribe and it takes time don't give up it goes back to sticking with the winners and finding the people that have what you want and keeping good company with those people and doing what they did and doing what they do even having those intentions right like i'm gonna stick with the winners that's right it's still gonna take the trial and error and the continuing and you, show you know up to find out you will who get they hurt are. yeah because some people really really seem like a winner that's right and then they turn out to be a piece of shit and think, <laughs> think about this right so we say you have two choices after you get hurt after being vulnerable you can heal right you can learn and you can choose to be vulnerable again right and risk again being hurt. But in the meantime, you're allowing all of the things in that we need in order to have joyful, complete, whole yep. lives. You just might hurt for a little bit and you're going to feel some fear. But you're going to also be getting the things you but need. But I guarantee you one thing. You will never be able to completely protect yourself from it. Right. right? People will die. Or you can go you lock yourself people. in your apartment uh, close, and then you can phone. kill those relationships yourself. Oh, you will too. That's right. So, so you could experience the grief of killing that relationship early, right? Yep. Or you can enjoy and experience the wholeness and the completeness of life, and if and when that relationship mm-hmm. ends, because of whatever reason, <clears throat> whether it's death, whether it is because of all any any number of reasons. You didn't hurt yourself right? in the process. Well, it's funny because this is something that we all are going to have to face at some point, no matter how hard we That's right. fight or go after recovery. We're all going to have to face that dilemma where something's going to happen, man, and it's going to make you want to withdraw. And, and it's going to hurt you, and, and it's going to hurt you deep. You know, it's sad that something could happen that would make the shit that you were desperate to get away from and change seem like a better option. So you want to go back there? You want to go back to that instead of continuing to try to get better? That's difficult, man. Like, I get it because I've been there. I mean, I'm grateful that I uh, picked up the phone or went to a meeting and opened my mouth about it and let myself be seen, like, despite the fact that I really didn't want to, because, I mean, whenever we have those feelings, right, it's so convincing. We want to follow We want to follow that urge and not uh, let ourselves be seen, not ask for help. But, no, I'm so glad I did, man. I mean, that's perseverance, and that's, that's what we got to do. Don't quit. Don't judge a, the whole based on the actions of a few, you know. It reminds me of Mother Teresa's Do It Anyway. I love that. Okay. Yeah. And did, it, you, did you pull it up? I did. Baller. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. Yep. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind Anyway, if you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. Yeah. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. (laughs) 
If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. And they will. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have, and it will never be enough. Give Give your best anyway. And I'll add to that. You may love and get hurt. You may connect and then get broken. Yep. Love anyway. Connect anyway. Connect anyway. Yep. People might not deserve to be forgiven, but forgive anyway, too. In the final analysis, it's between you and God. Mm. It was never between you and them anyway. Right? I thought, like, I listen to that through the Bible uh, thing every day, and they always quote the guy who is the host of it, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, and he says something similar to that where he's just like, 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 forgive them, like, give it, let God be the one who handles the judgment because he does a way better job at it anyway than we do. Mm. That, like, no matter what um, somebody did to you, it's going to come back around to them. Um, and if you try to take vengeance in your own hands, then it just like hurts your life, you know. And he t- he talks about that kind of a lot on there. It's it's good. I need to hear that kind of shit because I'm like, I spent my life, you know, getting people back. Oh know? yeah. You know, being a drug dealer, that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. That's the stock and trade, man. So as we close this episode, I urge you. To recognize, to embrace, mm. to celebrate the broken parts of you. Let them be seen. Yes. Show them to others. Allow them to be healed by the connection that arises from that brokenness. Hey? That's poetry, man. And do not let the fear scare you and lie to you and tell you you can't do it. Fear is a liar. Do not let it lie to you. No. Walk through it anyway. Damn right. Find a way to get through it. And I will guarantee you the life you will experience on the other side of it will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before it. Yep. And you won't want to go back. It was the key for me, man. And everything you want is on the other side of fear. Everything. Nothing that's going to really be effective out of these recovery concepts, you know, and these steps that we talk about all the time. Like, if you do them, it's it's the shit that scares you. Those are the things that that are going to you know the being vulnerable that's that's the shit that really changes your life that's the stuff that changes who you are at your core so everything you want is on the other side of fear and that was the key for me vulnerability that was my key to unlocking the door great episode yeah man it was beautiful uh can't wait to oh wait on on air production meeting yep. oh action just action. kidding that was quick we did he Hell said yeah. that earlier <laughs> we talked about it during the week i'm sure we sure up. did Next week is going to be action, and that's really applicable to so much of what we've talked about, right? Yeah. A lot of the things that we say are so fundamental to recovery 
are rooted in action. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah. And the actions don't make sense and they don't have to. You'll understand them afterward. Okay? So stay tuned for next week for action. Until then, be good, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for being a part of The Way Out, where we share stories from people just like you who have recovered from alcoholism and other addictions. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com. That's wayoutcast, all one word, dot com. Or drop your host a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. There you can also find links to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podcast Garden. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, contact me at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time. And remember, if you don't change, your sobriety date will.